Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Heart of the Athlete. This is Sean Rooney, and I'm excited to uh, be your host on uh, this episode gotten to be in interviews with Ken Lewis and Pablo Moreno, and, and uh, here I get a chance to, to host. And I'm excited about our special guest coming on. But before I get a chance to talk about him, just want to say uh, a big thanks to KBXL 94.1, The Voice, chance that we get to be on here, encourage you out there, you coaches and you athletes. Uh, we are just uh, praying for you, thinking about you, especially during this, you know, this season of life that we've all been in uh, with COVID. So, Know that you're not alone and uh, you're being prayed up. So also, before we get to our special guest today, I've got uh, a special announcement, and uh, this is really exciting. FCA camp is on. FCA camp is on. I repeat one last time. FCA camp is on, and um, there are a lot of variables uh, leading up to deciding whether we were going to be able to or when and and exactly what. But I just want to give you a couple of dates and locations of that. So actually, we are rolling with three camps this summer, two of which are youth baseball camps, and uh, which our special guest is going to be, uh, is a big part of so far. But um, those camps are for second to eighth graders. Um, There will be uh, three days from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. The first one is July 14th through the 16th. It's at Eagle Nazarene Church. And the second one is July 21st through the 23rd. Uh, that's at Nampa Christian's Flamingo Campus. That's where the high schoolers are at. And then we've got our total athlete camp this summer that is going to be July 28th through the 30th. So these are three consecutive weeks. Um, that's going to be for 7th through 12th players, 7th through 12th graders, excuse me, and um, will be from 8.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. All this info you can find on our website, uh, fcaidaho.org. So we also got our social media out there. Uh, check out our Instagrams, our Facebooks, and um, yeah, we'd love we'd love to have you there. Help help us uh, let people know that camps are on. Uh, we want to be an encouragement to to campers. So let's get moving forward with our special guest today. So our special guest is Ryan Deering. Ryan, uh, say hello to our our audience. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Sean, for having me, and thanks for FCA for putting on this organization. And super excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Glad, glad you're here, buddy. Uh, so Ryan and I met at FCA camp last year. He was a college huddle leader. He plays baseball right here at Northwest Nazarene University. Uh, he's from the Tri-Cities area, played at Columbia Basin prior to being here at NNU. And so Ryan and I have gotten to know each other really well as I helped coach the baseball team there and um, uh, there by NNU, not Columbia Basin. Anyway, so Ryan, hey, real quick, just take us all back for a second uh, and tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your upbringing a little bit, and then kind of when you met Jesus. Yeah, I'd love to. So I grew up, got my mom, my dad, brother and sister, twin sister. Uh, no, we are not identical. I get that a lot. I grew up uh, Catholic for first I don't know, 10 years of my life, and then we moved we moved houses, and I don't know when my parents kind of made a decision. I wasn't in a relationship with Christ. I was just a Sunday churchgoer. I would, my parents said, oh, get dressed, time for church. And I would, I would get in the car and go with them. And somewhere in the long lines, they just decided to switch churches. And we went to a non-denominational 
church in Richland, Washington, and loved it there, but I still wasn't in a relationship with Christ. And it wasn't until after my senior year, I graduated from high school that I had messed up. We're not, no, no one's a perfect person on this world. And I was blessed enough to have parents to raise me up to be, um, at least have a good, good knowledge of what's good and wrong. And I know I had known I'd done something wrong and I turned on, turned on the radio and the song forgiven by Crowder had come on. And that's kind of when I felt the Holy spirit in my life for the first time. And that's when I decided to commit my life to Jesus and what he's doing in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's incredible. Here we are, you know, on the radio. And, uh, at the same time, that's the way, that's one of the most, that, that aha kind of moment where the Lord met you too. Um, so cool, man. So, okay. So you, you, you kind of, there's that aha moment, right? On the radio, awesome song. And just the, you feel the Lord moving. And, and so now what I know you kind of began a little bit of a journey with FCA in the Tri-Cities, Washington area prior to coming over here. Where, where was that in the timeline? How, what, 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 yeah, where's that play out? Yeah, so when, when I had this aha moment, and one thing I want to say too is not everyone's going to have this aha moment. It, it could be a gradual thing. It could be the aha. Um, for me, it was an aha. And so it happened, and I was, what are the next steps? Where do I go from here? And from there it was I wanted to get plugged into Scripture and learn more about who Jesus is. And so I started doing that. As I was going through this, there's just so many more struggles that kept coming and coming. And I kept praying and I realized that this is something I can't do on my own. And so I wanted to get plugged in with my church. I wanted to get plugged in with a small group. And I tried a couple small groups. I experimented around and had fun with it, but I never found the group for me because the first group I joined was called Fireside Chat. Amazing group of people. But I was 18 years old at the time. And other than that, there was a couple that was in their 40s, a couple in their 50s, and a couple in their 70s. Um, super amazing people, but it wasn't the right fit for me. Um, and I remember, I will never forget this. I was working at a basketball game at, at my junior college, CBC. And one of my friends came up to me and we were talking about FCA. It just randomly happened. And I was like, it just clicked. It was another aha. Like, this is it. FCA is the one. And there was no FCA program at my junior college. So I decided to get one started. And one of my good friends on my baseball team, very encouraging guy, I asked him about it. I said, hey, do you want to get an FCA huddle started at, um, at, this, at the school? And he said, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of busy with other stuff going on at my high school with my other job and stuff, but do you want the guy's number? I was like, what guy? I didn't know there was a guy for this. It turned out to be Zen and Thornton and Zenon and Amy, super amazing people. I hope everyone gets the chance to meet Um but we went, went, to co went out to coffee and got it all planned out. And the rest of the year, we had an FCA huddle at CBC. And that's kind of where the journey began for me in FCA there. Led a bunch of devotionals, started passing it off to some of my uh, teammates and friends at the campus. And super amazing experience. And so from there, that's when I learned I wanted to study youth ministry at, at Northwest Nazarene. God blessed me with the opportunity to be here, play baseball, continue my career. and. Study, study to become youth, uh, youth pastor. And I knew in my heart, that's not exactly where I wanted to end up as, as a youth pastor, but I did know that's where God was calling me to go. And that's where I wanted to be. And from there, once I came here, that's when FCA really took off. There's a, they had a huddle here, went to all the meetings. They had, um, the, they have the building for FCA right here on campus that welcomed me 
like it was a, like I was a family member. And that's also where here's where FCA camp happened last year. And that was a super opportunity for me. I can dive into that a little later, but it just kind of took off from there. And it led me to here with Sean Rooney and this internship that I have going with these baseball camps and the all sports camp. Yeah. Yeah. That man, such an awesome story, Ryan. And so cool the way God works, you know, it's always hindsight is always so much fun when you kind of get to stop, stop, pause, take a moment and reflect back and all that God has done, the people that he's used. Um, you know, you bring up Zenon and Amy um, and, and you also talked about FCA camp. Zenon and Amy come down from Tri-Cities each year and, um, you know, help serve at FCA camp here and, and kids from that area come. And so they are, they are, man, you, you mentioned them, they are a blessing. So a uh, big shout out to them and, and the, the FCA ministry that's happening there. And, and the fact that, um, you know, we got to, we got to, you know, we get some of the fruit from that by having you, you know, this summer as an intern. And, and so if, if, I, if I didn't say it earlier, Ryan has now said it, I'm saying it officially. Ryan is one of our, is our intern this summer here in Canyon County uh, with FCA. And um, it was kind of an interesting um, dynamic kind of leading up to that point, just because of this whole coronavirus season that, you know, we've all been through and, and the effect it's had on athletics and organizations and camps and really in everybody, the lockdowns, um, you know, we were in constant conversation as to whether FCA was even going to be able to do anything this summer. Um, and it just, you know, God, God is so good to, to help, you know, make something happen. And so we get to, you know, have you uh, here uh, serving, helping and planning and coordinating camps while also kind of getting a taste of what FCA is like, because, um, you know, you've, you've mentioned that, that that could be the route that God is leading you uh, for long term. So, which fires me up. So um, I'm, I'm really excited. And so you, you would also kind of mention there at the uh, a second, I want to, I want to throw another question your way. You know, you mentioned how um, being here for camp was amazing and, you know, you felt this, this welcoming and this part of a family. Um, tell, tell everybody like what your role was at camp and maybe uh, some of the things that stick out, maybe some highlights from FCA camp last year. Yeah. So I was a huddle leader. And so the kind of the way it worked is we had the campers and then each, they were divided into groups for the huddle leaders to be with. And then each of the huddle leaders were, which were college students were divided up for huddle leader coordinators. Um, so it was like kind of like a uh, system like that. And so I had a group of six, six kids that had the younger baseball group because I was part of the baseball specific program here at the camp. Um, and it was just super amazing the growth to see of the kids throughout camp and not just of the kids, but in myself, it is a changing experience for the kids, the campers, the staff, the huddle leaders, everyone. It is, we, not we, not yet. I wasn't a part of the FCA internship last year, but in the planning process, it's planned for uh, the kids and the campers and their experience at camp. But just the way God moves and the way God works, it changes everyone at camp and it, everyone gets its opportunity to grow in their faith, in their relationship with Christ. It is such an amazing opportunity. Um, this whole COVID situation kind of threw things for a loop. Um, but that's, the, that's kind of the exciting part of it is we get to see God work in the unknown for us. We don't know exactly what things are going to look like and we don't know exactly how things are going to be. But we do know that God's on top of it all. Um, for not just the all sports camp, but the baseball camps as well. It's, it's, it's really exciting to be able to put that faith um, 
I'm sure some of you who follow us have heard of the idea of the four. Um, and the last kind of the last one is, you know, where are you going to put your faith in Christ? What will you trust Jesus? And that's kind of the season of life that we're in right now. Um, and it's that idea of camp last year, though, is what really fires up a lot of people for, for Jesus and what he does. And kind of a highlight for me, I guess, at camp uh, was so towards the end of the week, we have a we have kind of just a, a day where well, an evening where we give the kids an opportunity to express their decision for Christ. And I had three, three of my six campers give their decision and we all got up and well, they, they got up and other guys from other huddles got up and they're in a huddle. There's about 15 guys and an overwhelming experience came over me and it, I knew it was the Holy spirit. I got up, I went in the middle of that circle. There's loud music playing, but I was circling around shouting in prayer and absolutely no idea what I said. No idea. Cause I know it wasn't me. It was the Holy spirit speaking through me. And, it was just a very powerful moment for not just me, but those kids around me. And I had, there, there, there were many tears throughout all the camp. And in that moment, not just, not just in our little group, but all throughout the entire auditorium. And it was just such an amazing and beautiful night. Yeah, man. Amen. I remember, I remember when, uh, when I got to experience camp for the first time and Ken and, and the staff were just like, just wait, wait for some of the, you know, wait for what God does some of these evenings. And, man, it's like, it was amazing. So you're right. And that's so cool, dude, that God, you know, God used you as a huddle leader, um, you know, to, in those personal conversations with those guys and in those huddles uh, to ultimately uh, help, you know, help them make that decision to follow Jesus, that life-changing decision. So uh, proud of you, man. Great job. Um, so, uh, if you're, if you're joining us now, uh, just want to remind you, uh, that we have an amazing special guest, Ryan Deering. He's interning, uh, with FCA and, um, uh, and we are excited that he's here this summer. Uh, he's also a baseball player at NNU and, um, just a reminder that, uh, that FCA baseball, I'm sorry, FCA camps are on. We've, and I keep saying FCA baseball, sorry, but there's a few FCA baseball camps that were that were new this year and uh so ryan is really excited about that as he's a baseball player um if you want more information on those camps be sure to check out our website um so ryan you talk about you know you mentioned your amazing experience at camp last year and then you came here to nnu and and now you're in you know you're in youth youth ministry and and you're learning a ton you're growing and you're you know your first baseball season's about to start at nnu and then and then bam, coronavirus pushed the kibosh on it. So what, um, walk me through that kind of, what was going through your mind? How, how did you process that? And then, you know, maybe even like, what did you see on your team? What was your role? Um, tell us a little bit about that. So it was, it was definitely a hard experience, but it was also in a way for me, a blessed experience. Um, when, when it first happened, I remember seeing all the when, it, when the first thing, the first big thing I remember seeing was the NBA shut down and me and my roommate who have grown really close, we're starting to freak out in the next three hours. Things just declined from there. And then we find out that our season's canceled. And, um, it was just a crazy moment. Cause I mean, me personally, I wasn't like heartbroken. I was just more in shock of what's going on because I'd heard of the coronavirus, but I, I didn't think it was going to be like this. And all oh, next thing you know, it's in Napa, Idaho. And it was just, a very crazy and even humbling moment. Um, and it was kind of a, 
it's a little different for me too, because so I'm, I'm a junior. I'll still have my senior year of playing baseball. I also I just got off a hip injury. So it's kind of a great time for me to recover from that. But I know that there's people out there that have a much harder experience. And part of your question was what I see on the team. And we had a, we had a meeting in our locker room and it was just sad. There's a lot of guys that wanted this chance to play. And um, the hardest part about it too, is we were doing really good. We had such a, we had the best team connection. And this isn't just coming from me. It's coming from multiple guys on the team. That was the best connection on any baseball team we'd ever been on. And we, we were encouraging each other. We loved each other. We pushed each other a little bit. There's a little bit of bickering, but that's going to happen when you got a bunch of brothers around. And we're just, we're on, a, we're on a path. We're on a path for success and a, a path for Christ. And that just, it got cut off. And everyone's kind of in shock of what to do. But we're, we're blessed enough to be able to have a next season this year. And we're, we have time to reflect and recover. And this is a great time for personal growth and all that. I know we have a lot of seniors returning, which is a great thing. And we're really looking forward to the opportunity to get back out there and shine, shine a light, shine the lights that we can God through us. Yeah, man. I love, I love your perspective of it, man. You're, you're super positive. Um, and yeah, that's, it's, it's just, it's the unknown, right? You just never know. And yet when, when our faith, you know, when our, when our identity is in something that's, that's much greater than just the circumstances around us, um, you know, we can still hold on to hope in, in the unpredictable. And so, um, you know, actually we were just talking about it the other day, you know, the, uh, a quote that's just been on my heart a ton is, uh, that smooth seas never made a skilled sailor, right? It's so, it's so funny that in our, like, naturally we want things to be easy. We want things to go according to plan and our expectations yet <laughs> very seldom does that happen. And so, um, the more, you know, we're just, prepared to ride the waves of life, you know, with Christ, the, the better off we're going to be, the less, you know, the less we're going to be knocked down, um, you know, because of, you know, some tough variables. So, um, I'm impressed by your positivity through it, brother. And, um, you know, which, which leads me to, it's, it's crazy. You know, we have, we have this crazy COVID season. Then the next thing you know is, you know, we've got this, uh, terrible tragedy of George Floyd and, and what happened. And, and now we're just kind of seeing this craziness in our country. We're seeing, we're seeing riots, um, you know, and a lot, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of, of um, great points that are out there. You're just seeing, we're being inundated with thoughts and ideas through social media. There's this crazy political battle. Um, you know, for, for those of you that, that are out there that are listening and um, have ever been a victim of, of racism, uh, of being, you know, or feeling injustice just because of your ethnicity, your skin color. Um, and that, that's not right. You know, we, we, we FCA and, and, you know, Ryan and I here on the show and FCA, man, we, we, we love you and God loves you and you deserve to be treated as, as anybody else. And so we just want to acknowledge that we know there's a lot of hurt going on in our country. We just want to make sure you know that you're loved by us. So Ryan, if I could ask, we've got, a, you know, we've got a few minutes left. What, um, what, what's maybe in, in this, what has God kind of been teaching you lately? So there's, there's, I got, I got scripture and I got kind of a quote that I'll share the piece of scripture. This is one of my favorites. It's been on my heart for the past few years. And I, I find it to be very applicable in this season of life. Right for you. It's Romans 12 verses three to eight. And I, I'm reading it from the NIV version. 
it begins, it says humble service in the body of Christ. And that in itself is just powerful, but it starts like this. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith, God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, as and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift, if your gift is prophesying, then prophecy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And what I think is so beautiful about this passage is at the beginning, it talks about us all being in one body with Christ, loving one another and being in one body with Christ because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And God calls us to love one another and support one another. And it's something that is kind of looked over nowadays in, in these, in these crazy and difficult times. And um, it kind of going in the second half of that, they, or it portrays different strengths that people might have. And some people might think they have all the answers and the solutions to everything. When if we work together, that's really the only solution to it all, because not everyone has all of those strengths. We all have our own individual strengths. But if we work together in unity and in one body of Christ, then that I'm not saying that is the solution to everything going on, but it's a definitely a great start to the idea of love and loving one another and being one for Christ and growing his kingdom and what he has for us on this earth. And one way to help that is on top of scripture, kind of a quote that's been on my mind a lot, not on my mind, I heard in a church sermon is, prayer should not be a last resort, but at first. It should be a first resort, not something that you put off and um, wait till later. Kind of like that example I shared earlier about praying for the campers at camp. Um, and, uh, an overwhelming feeling came over me, and I decided to seize that moment and get up and go start praying. And I'm not, again, I'm not and saying that. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal or anything. It's just where God put me in that moment, and God's put everyone else in some sort of moments about taking that opportunity and not only that, but if you don't feel God there at all, he's always there with you. And take the opportunity to get down and pray. Um, pray about what's on your heart. Pray for others. And it's a very humbling moment. It can be a very humbling moment, but it can also be very powerful and very, very growing spiritually moment in our relationship with Christ. Yeah. Amen. Man, I think there's a lot, a lot of us out there that in this, in this season just don't know what to do. How, how, can, we, how can we help? Um, and I think, man, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Pray. You know, pray, let's pray. Let's go before the Lord. Let's beckon him. Let's, let's ask for his kingdom to come. Let's ask for his peace in the midst of it. And I also love the way and all those in that, you know, in that scripture reference, man, it, it talks so much about it as we're using those gifts, it, it's considering, you know, on the other end of that, that, that yet those gifts are meant to bless others. They're meant to build others up. I think about Ephesians four, when it talks about, you know, whatever we say and we do, like, it's not meant to tear others down It's meant to build them up. And so, um, and that's just such a great point that whatever giftings, whatever experiences we've had um, or we have that, man, that is meant to bless the people around us. So, hey, we're almost out of time, uh, but I want to give you a chance to share with everybody. What, what's your favorite Bible verse? My favorite Bible verse is 1 Corinthians 10, 31, honor God and all that I do. And I love the, you can use it for everything, for any, eating food, honor God. Pray with God, be in conversation with God, lighting a candle, reading scripture, anything. 
honor God in everything that you do. Amen. Including playing baseball, right? Yeah. Including playing <laughs> baseball, interning with FCA, whatever that might be. Yep. I love it, man. Well, thanks Ryan for being on with us today. And, uh, Thank you, everybody out there, for joining us on this episode of uh, Heart of an Athlete. And I just want to give you one last reminder that uh, if you're interested in more information about FCA camps this summer, um, there's two youth baseball camps and our total athlete camp. Check it out on our website, fcaidaho.org, or you can also check out our social media. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ryan, for being here today. Of course. We'll see you guys at camp. All right. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.